the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. One of the awesome promises God made to me and you is found in the Bible he gave us in Joel chapter 2. God promises that he'll restore everything that the devil has stolen and or devoured from me and you. This promise is true. It's a promise that God really did make to me and you. That's exciting. And what's even more exciting than that is that our God is not just a promise maker, but he's a promise keeper. The only question is, will we believe the promise of recovery and restoration that God made to me and you is true? Because if we do, then God will keep the promise he made to me and you and actually do for us what he promised he'd do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. First Peter chapter 3. We're going to see some insight into Sarah's participation in her recovery and restoration. Because she had to participate with the recovery restoration. As quiet as she kept, she, she participated in the breakup. Because she did what she wasn't supposed to do, thinking that she was doing the right thing. But she's got to participate in the restoration too. Let's start with verse 1. It says, likewise ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. That if any obey not the word. They also may be without the word, be won by the conversation of their wives, which means their lifestyle, the way they live their lives. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, some are fear for the Lord, whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of plaiting of hair and the weaving of gold or of the putting on of apparel, but let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornate uh, ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner of men, and after this manner, talking about having a, a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old times, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection under their own husbands, showing you how they, well, she was able to get back in subjection under her own husband. Because she trusted in God. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham. Calling him Lord. Whose daughter are ye. As long as ye do well. And are not afraid. With any amazement. Notice you are his daughter. And her daughter. We are talking about Abraham's blessings of mind. Because he's father Abraham. Father Abraham. Had many sons. Come on. We, we, began, we had father Abraham. I am one of them. And so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Right? Yeah, you know how we do. You know how we do. Praise God. 
Well, for you to have a father, Abraham, you got to have a mama too. 23 chromosomes come from each, which means you get something from him, which allows you to be able to do this, but you also get something from her and it's in you too that allows you to be able to do this. And the thing that it'll allow you to do is do what she did so that you can receive the same results too. One of the keys to having recovery and restoration of a relationship is that both parties, especially the one who was wronged, has to do what Sarah did, and that is trust God. You got to trust in God. She trusted in God, which allowed her to have a quiet and a meek spirit. She trusted in God, which allowed her to have a quiet and a meek spirit because she trusted in God. Literally, it says she hoped in God. She hoped in God. Two parts of the three parts that God said must remain. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he said these three must remain. That's faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Of course, the love, she probably, I, if, I, I, I'm speculating. But I can't imagine she had no love for homie at that time that they got hooked back up. So where, then where am I going to get the love from? God. Whereas you love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind and you line up with God and what God wants done. And when you line up with that, as you love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, he will reciprocate and you'll be able to love like you're supposed to too. Because then the first one causes you to love the second one like you're supposed to and that's to love your neighbor as yourself. Because as you love God like you're supposed to, then you will then love the person because it was God that brought them back. God was the one that plagued my man, until he got, gave her up and, and called Abraham and brought it back. God was the one that set that whole thing up. And God's the one that's going to set back the restoration and bring the return back. So if you love God, he'll give you the ability to be able to love them. All you need to do is love him and operate in faith and hope like you're supposed to. Turn to Jeremiah chapter 17. So you got you to trust God in the middle of this situation. You got you to gotta believe God in this mission situation. Come on, I still believe. Amen. John chapter 17, verse 7. Jeremiah, I'm just saying if you're paying attention, see if y'all had already checked out. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. It reads, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Notice, blessed is the man who who trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. See, we're blessed people when we hope in God. When we hope in God, we'll be blessed. That word blessed right there, this is deep, means to kneel. Actually means to kneel. That's because it's the Hebrew word barak, which is talking about praise. That's why it also translates praise as in to be praised, which means that the person who puts their trust in the Lord and puts their hope in the Lord is a person who is to be praised. Because, see, everybody could have just went to negative in on, on Abraham, could have beasted him out, went off on him and stuff like that, cussed him out and walked out and been like, you have lost your mind if you think I'm going to be with you, you low-down, dirty cuss, because you played me wrong when I trusted you before, and you think I'm going to trust you again? Oh, no, not ever again. Not, before I walked with you, I submitted to you, but now, now I'm about to hit you. I submit, I'm about to hit you because I don't want to have nothing to do with you. But, no, that's a person that's operating in the flesh. you got to learn to trust in God. Put your hope in God because a person who puts their trust in God, God said they are to be praised. That's a person who is to be praised. 
not just for the actions of putting their trust in the Lord, but also for the results that are happen as a result of them putting their trust in the Lord. Because not only will you do what you're supposed to do, but right will come by you if you do the right thing like God wants you to do. That's why it also translates blessed altogether and blessed abundantly. Blessed altogether and blessed abundantly. Because the rewards for putting our trust in the Lord are huge to me and you. If we just do what God, oh, I forgot to do it like this. Huge. If we just do what it is that we're supposed to do. We'll be blessed abundantly. Big time. We'll be blessed abundantly. We'll be blessed all together. We'll be blessed all together. Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English. It translates it this way. It says, a blessing is on the man who puts his faith in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Notice a blessing is on the man. Well, God will put a blessing on you if you just trust him. And that blessing will be all that you need to be able to carry you through. God will bless you. That's, that's our code right there. God will bless you. God will bless you with what you need, the strength, the power, the ability, the mindset, and everything else you need to get in order to be able to pull this thing off like you're supposed to. God will put a blessing on you. He'll put his grace in your life so that you'll have the power and the strength and the ability to be able to do what he wants you to do in life. God will bless you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Why? Because you put your trust in me and you didn't operate carnally. And because you decided to put your trust in me, I'm going to bless you as a result of it. Somebody say, bless me, Lord. Bless you, Lord. Psalms number 146, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalms number 146. Now, I like to believe, according to scripture, that this is all the stuff that she did because she hoped in God. She put her trust in God. So I'm breaking down now what, a per- what happens when a person puts their trust and their hope in God. Because this is what happened as a result of what she did. We're in Psalms number 146. Let's look at stanza number five. It reads, happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord, his God, whose hope is in the Lord, their God. Well, she was a person whose hope was in the Lord, their God. She was trusting God. She had expectations of God doing what it is he needed to do. Because come on, get real with me. Bring him back. And then she's sitting there like, Lord. I'm going to trust you on this one. I'm going to look back to the word that you said before this stuff hit the fan. And he did what he wasn't supposed to do. Before all this went down, you said that we was going to be a people that was going to be blessed. That we was a people that was going to be a blessing. That we was going to have children. And that's what you promised before all this hit the fan. And so because of that, I'm not going to focus on what happened when everything hit the fan. I'm going to focus on what you said prior to that. And I'm going to believe that this is a restoration of that. And since I was so excited about that before, that's what I'm going to be excited about now. Amen. And I'm going to put my trust in you. I ain't trusting him for a half a second. I ain't, I'm, but I'm trusting you. I have no expectations of him. But I have great expectations of you. Because if you're orchestrating this, then that means you're going to do what's necessary to help. And that includes help me. Because I'm going to need some help. Because I don't know if you know it about when a restoration is occurring, help is going to be needed. When we hope in God, he'll, he'll be there to help us when we need it. And the results of that, of God helping me and you, he said, is happiness. It's happiness. You know, happiness comes because of happenings, which means something, things will happen that will cause you to be happy. 
Because you won't be happy thinking about what already happened. Because if you keep thinking about what happened, it's going to steal your joy. It's going to steal your happiness. And you won't be able to be happy with them being there. Everybody else will be happy like, look, they're back together again. And you're going to be like, like, everybody happy but me. But God said you'll be happy when you trust in me. That's where your happiness is going to come from. Not them. It's going to come from God. Because when God is recovering, restoring a damaged or a broken relationship, both people are going to need some help. I said both people is going to need some help. Because you can't tell me he didn't sit around nervous all the time. You can't tell me he had, he, he had an easy time sleeping next to her for a little while. Close my eyes next to a cantankerous woman. He probably didn't get no sleep for a while. Can't sleep at night. <laughs> Lord, you better tell me something. But if they accept God's help, cooperate with God. While he's trying to help them, because you got to cooperate with God when he tries to help you. If they accept God's help and cooperate with God when he helps them, then the results of God helping is going to be their happiness. Otherwise, every emotion except for happiness will be experienced and even worse will be acted upon. Every emotion. Because you're going to sit there angry, upset, bothered having memories of what you went through because Satan's always going to keep playing on the two of you to make sure it goes back to, because understand something while Satan, when he was Lucifer was covering God, he was learning while he was doing it. He was paying attention. He was learning because remember he had already made up in his mind that I'm going to be like God. And so in order to be like somebody, you got to learn what they do. You got to study them and find out what they do. Well, it's quiet as kept Lucifer do a better job of studying God than the children of God did. And as he studied her, one of the things he learned from him is that he that begins a work finishes a work. So he started to break you up. And he said, well, this is how me and God operate. The work that we start, we finish. And so if God start restoring back what Satan came and broke up, Satan's going to come back to finish. In fact, just like God is helping you to be able to finish it. Satan is going to bring help back when he come to break it back up. Because remember the Bible, Jesus said that after the, 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 the house is clean, then it says and Satan comes back with seven more in order to be able to get back what he is. Does that make sense? So he comes back with help. Why? Because he learned God brings help. And so he comes back with help too. So that means it's going you, seven. You, that means every one of them demons is going to take a day. All seven of them is going to take a day. All of them is going to be appointed a day to ride you so they can get their sleep and rest, you know, and, and be able to come back and be effective on their job while they do what they do. <laughs> they ride, and they're going to ride you. They're going to try to find anything that you can pick at, anything that you can get mad at, anything you can get upset at, anything that you can be bothered at, anything that you can just get tired about. Anything. But that's all right. God said, I'm going to be there to help you because otherwise every emotion except for happiness will be experienced and, and even worse worked out and done by you. See, when we run into things that would cause us to want to back up and quit and give up on the restoration and recovery of the relationship that God wants us to get, then we'll be able to continue to move forward if we continue hoping in God and letting him help us. 
who's got to help you through every one of them snags, every one of them difficulties, every one of them traps that Satan is trying to put out for you. God to help you with that. Turn to Psalms number 119. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. God to help you with that. Remember, he the one that brought him back. Just like he was the one that brought her back. So he was the one that was there to help her. But she trusted in God and allowed him to help her. Psalms number 119, stanza number 80. It reads, let my heart be sound in thy statute that I be not ashamed. This is a prayer that you can pray as you focusing on making sure that you continue to hope in God and, and that, you can, that you can continue to believe God even when troubles is happening, when the restoration is trying to occur. Let my heart, notice my heart. See, see when, you, when you're in the right frame of mind, you're dealing with what do I need to do in order for this thing to work? What do, Lord, help me cause this thing to work? Not pointing your finger at everybody else. Well, see, if they would, if they would. No, see, you, you. Let God work with them and let him work with you. Let my heart be sound in thy statutes that I be not ashamed. My soul fainteth. You don't want fainting for thy salvation. But I hope in thy word. Mine eyes fail for thy word. Saying, when will thou comfort me? Because there's going to be some uncomfortable times and situations that you're going to go through. For I am become like a bottle of, of smoke, a bottle in smoke. Yet do I not forget thy statutes. Notice what he said. For I am coming like a bottle in smoke. Now that's a phraseology that we don't use. Like I'm become a bottle in smoke. The basic premise is that sometimes we can run into some stuff while the relationship is being restored. Stuff that'll cause us to be able to think that's enough. I'm through. Forget it. Why? Because the heat is on. Because the heat is on. Because the heat will be on. And you're going to feel like that you are in a bottle in the smoke. What that was talking about, brothers and sisters, is that when they used to get the wine skins in order to be able to set up the water bottles or the wine bottles or whatever, Kool-Aid bottles, whatever they had, praise God, they, they start off with a new wine skin. And what they would do is put it in the heat in order for it to dry up, praise God, praise God, because otherwise it, 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 it would have absorbed, it, it would have messed up the stuff that was put in it. And so they would put it in, in over some heat and let it dry up and suck up all the moisture that's in it so that it can then tighten up and get real tight so they can now be able to put your stuff in it later and it'll stay sound like it's supposed to. But it had to go through a, a process in order to be able to be prepared to be ready to be used. And that was a heat process that it was used. So when they would stick that thing in the heat and they would stick it like that, the phrase, like a bottle in the smoke, meant that it had become parched and shriveled up, whereas all the natural moisture was dried up and and burned out of it. It was parched and shriveled up, whereas all the natural moisture was dried up and burned out of it. As quiet as kept, that's when it was ready to be refilled. But imagine how that wine bottle or wine thing felt now that it's all shriveled up. Now, this phrase represented the exhausted state of a body and mind that results from long continued affliction and distress. The exhausted state of body and mind resulting from long continued affliction and distress. 
Whereas the person is like a bottle of, in the smoke, parched, shriveled up, all dried up and burnt out. Somebody say tired. tired. You, no, you said tired. I said tired. tired. But they just tired. They just died. They was already through when the person played them like they did. Now, I got to go through this extra effort of trying to work with this new relationship that's being brought back. While I'm fighting with all these thoughts, images, ideas, concepts, emotions, and everything else, whereas I'm tired. I'm all shriveled up. I'm burnt out. Since the person has returned, it's like they tired from having no rest, no real rest. It's like a, a lot of work just being with them, especially if it's talking about somebody that was married. Now they in the bed with you. Their leg is touching me. They're not reaching over and trying to put their hand on me. And then I'm turning over. You know how you, know how you try to turn over and get over to the edge of the bed? Y'all know nothing about what I'm talking about. Well, every time you kind of, kind of go to sleep, and then you touch them again, it just, you just turn again. You now you're tossing and turning all night. You just wake up. I feel like you've been in a fight. You just, you just no rest. They have no peace. Seems like there's always something. We can't even go to Mer- Whataburger. It's always something. And all of a sudden, you ask him for picante for your stuff. You never asked for picante. When did you start asking for picante? Before you used ketchup. Now you use picante. What's up with this? Y'all don't want to work with me up in here. It's always something. Old folk used to say, if it ain't one thing, oh, you talk to old folk. Praise God. If it ain't one thing, it's like all this stuff got my mind racing as to what's going on and how do we handle this. Now you get your phone buzzing and you're like, I'll be right back. Where you going? Wait, right here, right here. Answer it right here. Let me see your phone. Come on now. You all up under their car trying to stick like you 007. You stick, you sticking tracking devices all up under there and stuff like that. Trying to see it on your cell phone where they is when they're going. Somebody say too much work, too much work. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say about the message of the recovery and restoration that God wants to bring your way. I hope even more that you're gaining the faith from God's word to let him do in your lives what he promised he'd do. I hope you're gaining the faith that'll allow the promise maker to also be a promise keeper to you. I don't know about you, but I've decided to take God at his word and let him fulfill the promise of bringing recovery and restoration to us that he wants to keep for us. I hope you do the same thing too. That is, let God not only be a promise maker, but a promise keeper too, by letting him keep the promise of bringing recovery and restoration into your life too. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. 
If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and internet are great. They both come in handy when you can't attend church. But make no mistake about it, they're no substitute for actually being in church, praising and worshiping God and fellowshipping with other believers in God's house, like God says he wants us to do. There's no substitute for being in church. The psalmist knew what he was talking about when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Every child of God ought to say the same thing. So if you can physically, not digitally, be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. Make sure that you be in your father's house on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us how you've been blessed by the program and how you're praying for us, I want to say thank you and God bless you. And to all of you who've been so kind and so generous to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say thank you and God bless you too. The Bible says, when you give, it'll be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with what measure ye need, it'll be measured unto you again. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, encouraging us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that it's going to tremendously come back your way too. God's going to make sure that men give back into your bosom for your giving to us like you do. We thank God in advance for the blessings we know he has come in your way. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. We pray a hundredfold blessing into your life for being the blessing that you've been in our lives. Once again, thank you for being a blessing. It's truly appreciated. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? And by the way, have a blessed Labor Day weekend. Don't eat too much. Yeah, right. Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 